many people have a lot of questions right now regarding what's going to happen with Easter, given the shutdown of public masses around the United States and around the Western world. That is a very valid question. Cardinal Robert Serra has issued a decree from the Vatican about what to expect. It is as follows. During this difficult time through which we are living because of the current situation and considering the impediment to the community celebration of the liturgy in church as per the directions of bishops for their territories, a number of queries have come to this congregation concerning the imminent celebration of Easter. In this regard, the following general indications are offered along with some suggestions for bishops. 1. Concerning the date of Easter. Easter is the heart of the entire liturgical year and is not simply one feast among others. The Easter Tridium is celebrated over the arc of three days, which is preceded by Lent and crowned by Pentecost, and therefore cannot be transferred to another time. 2. The Chrism Mass. Having evaluated the concrete situation in the different countries, the bishop has the faculty to, po to postpone it to a later date. 3. Indications for the Paschal Tridium. Wherever the civil and ecclesiastical authorities have put restrictions in place, the sacred tritium must be celebrated in the following way. Bishops will give indications which have been agreed with the Episcopal Conference so that in the cathedral and parish churches, though without the physical participation of the faithful, the bishop and parish priests can celebrate the liturgical mysteries of the Paschal Tritium. The faithful should be informed of the times of the celebration so that they can prayerfully unite themselves in their homes. In this occasion, the means of, of live, not recorded, televisual or internet broadcasts are helpful. The Episcopal Conference and individual dioceses will see to it that resources are provided to support family and personal prayer. Holy Thursday In cathedral and parish churches, where and in what measure that there is a real possibility of doing so, established by the one responsible, the priests of the parish can celebrate the evening Mass of the Lord's Supper. The faculty to celebrate Mass on this day in a suitable place, without the people, is granted in an exceptional manner to all priests. The washing of feet, which is already optional, is to be omitted. At the end of the Mass of the Lord's Supper, the procession with the Blessed Sacrament to the place of repose is to be omitted, and the Blessed Sacrament is to be kept in the tabernacle. Priests who are unable to celebrate Mass should instead pray Vespers of the Day. Good Friday. In cathedral and parish churches, where and in the measure that there is a real possibility of doing so, established by the one responsible, the parish priest will celebrate the Passion of the Lord. In the universal prayer, the bishop will see to it that there is a special intention for the sick, the dead, for those who feel lost or dismayed. Easter Sunday. The Easter Vigil is to be celebrated only in cathedrals and parish churches, where and in the measure that there is a real possibility of doing so, established by the one responsible. At the solemn beginning of the Vigil or Lucanarium, the preparation and lighting of the fire is omitted. The Paschal candle is lit, the procession is omitted, and the Easter proclamation, the exultant, follows. The liturgy of the word then takes place. For the baptismal liturgy, the renewal of baptismal promises alone is necessary. The liturgy of the Eucharist then follows. 
those who have absolutely no possibility of uniting themselves to the Paschal Vigil celebrated in a church should pray the Office of Readings for Easter Sunday. Decisions regarding monasteries, seminaries, and religious communities shall be made by the diocesan bishop. Expressions of popular piety and processions which enrich the days of Holy Week and the Paschal Tridium can be transferred to other suitable days in the year. For example, 14th and 15th September, according to the judgment of the diocesan bishop. By the mandate of the Supreme Pontiff for the year 2020 only. From the offices for the Congregation for Divine Worship and the Discipline of the Sacraments, dated 19th of March, 2020, on the Solemnity of St. Joseph, Patron of the Universal Church. Signed, Robert Cardinal Serra, Prefect. Along with those words from Cardinal Serra, we have the actions of Bishop Pascal Roland of the Archdiocese of Belay-Ars, who has taken the controversial stance of still offering public Mass, in defiance of what one canon lawyer is now calling an illegal order to suppress the Mass. Bishop Roland had the following to say on his French-language blog that is weirdly behind what looks like a paywall, though CNA has the English-language pull quote I'm using here. Quote, for my part, I refuse to yield to the collective panic and to subject myself to the principle of precaution that seems to be moving the civil authorities, Bishop Rowland wrote in a column at his diocesan website. So I don't intend to issue any specific instructions for my diocese. Are Christians going to stop gathering together for prayer? Will they give up going to see and help their fellow man? Apart from measures of elementary prudence that everyone takes spontaneously, not to com contaminate others when you're sick, it's not advisable to add on more, he said. End quote. He spoke of a culture of fear that is the real threat, and he's right in a way. Obviously, prudence is called for, but it is unprecedented to see this action being taken. The canonist in question writes over at Canon Law Made Easy that when he was just an archbishop, John Paul II would go to great lengths to say the Mass publicly, even without a church building. He did this under threat of being jailed, and of his faithful flock also being jailed, or frankly worse. Yet he said the Mass anyway. Was he irresponsible to do so? Maybe it's not for me to say, but the status quo of having no Masses said is bizarre enough, but the ease with which the bulk of the bishops went along with it is frankly breathtaking to behold. Canon Law Made Easy quotes this release from Archbishop Wilton Gregory, that protege of McCarrick and Worrell, and the rest of them, to show how skewed their thinking is. Quoting Archbishop Gregory directly, quote, My number one priority as your archbishop is to ensure the safety and health of all who attend our masses, the children in our schools, and those we welcome through our outreach and services, the archbishop said in a press release. Please know that this decision does not come lightly to close our schools or cancel Masses. We are profoundly saddened that we are not able to celebrate our sacraments as a community for the time being, but we know Christ remains with us at all times, specifically in times of worry like this. End quote. Incredible. As the author at that blog points out, material safety isn't the number one priority of the bishops. Their number one priority is the salvation of souls. That is the law of the church. No word on if the sacrament of penance is still available in that diocese. If you are in the Archdiocese of Washington, D.C., please feel free to put in the comments whether or not you can receive the sacrament of penance relatively easily at this time. The author of the blog post goes, 
much harder against this move than I am, going so far as to accuse these men of having abandoned their post and blaming material conditions and the need for material safety for their actions. The only thought I have had these days is the words of our blessed Lord in Matthew chapter 10, verse 28, where he tells us, And fear ye not them that kill the body, and are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him that can destroy both soul and body in hell. These seem like words for our time especially, but here we are, in this bizarre place where the graces that can only really be gotten from participation in the Mass aren't easily available anymore. Maybe I'm wrong, but I really don't think I am. I submit to the order of my bishop, but I don't really think I'm wrong to point out this bizarre situation, which has now been compounded by the very likely loss of the Easter Sunday liturgies. I don't know when the last time the church worldwide didn't celebrate Easter publicly. What else can we do? Most people don't have access to valid mass alternatives anyway. Over at the ascent of Mount Carmel Channel, they've been pointing out that before the council, it was considered an abuse to watch the mass on television, which itself begs a lot of questions. But again, maybe I'm overreacting. Or maybe I'm right that this is all just a dry run for the public banning of masses that they that many have seen coming and that sacred scripture warns us is coming. And if that is the case, the ease with which our shepherds went along with this is truly frightening. Let me know your thoughts on this. I get that many won't agree, and that's totally fine, but I really don't think I'm off base with this. Either way, pray for the church in this situation, and pray for those bishops, especially, who have to make these decisions. And pray for the priests who are living up to the demands of their vocation by rushing into danger these days to meet the needs of the faithful, all too often now at the cost of their own lives. They need your prayers, and I fear they are getting forgotten. Thank you for listening. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.